What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. How are we this morning? Great. How are you doing? Good morning. Fantastic. I can tell you're already so deep in thought over there, GP. You're looking off in, in one monitor or another. and Are you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Yeah? <laughs> I uh, just looking for new toys. That's all. I mean, you're it's looking for the best toys. thing when you, get up in the mo- when you get up in the morning, the best thing you need to do is look for things to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, well, that's uh, good. It's, it's that's just, good, GP. You're you're boosting the economy. the economy. Yeah, you're boosting the economy as we speak. So that that's fantastic. Bruce, how are you doing this morning? I'm uh, doing well. Healthy, alive. You know, uh, yourself. I'm a bit tired. I think I need some more coffee. GP, send me some more coffee. So I'm, oh, I I'm would love out. to send. I would love <laughs> to hand deliver, hand pick up, and hand deliver that coffee to you. Okay. That'd be nice because we go to lunch. Past. Yeah, it'd be nice. We, exactly. We'd go to lunch. It's let's just jump. I can't get into Costa Rica and get over to you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's um, yeah that that damn quarantine thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get to J.K. Rowling. You guys know who J.K. Rowling is? You know the uh, the Harry Potter book woman? Yeah. Never heard of her. She uh, never heard of her. She's no. been under fire uh-huh. recently for um, going against the grain, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, of the uh, the mainstream narrative about whatever that might be, I, I think most notably it's been against like LGBTQ stuff, right? Is that is that what it is? Well, it's trans transgender. Just the, just the one specific area is the transgender. Trans- I guess she didn't. Just the trans thing. I guess they. I guess Dumbledore's outfit wasn't a dress enough to show that he was a crossdresser. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I just okay. know that they started doing a um, a book burning. And this this actually started occurring. This was occurring in in um, Australia. So I don't know if you guys have actually looked into this. And this was just a little video that was going on. I guess for the it's an eating their own problem. J.K. Rowling has has come out and said that there's only two genders, and you're the gender that you were born with, basically. Oh yeah, that's, then that's why she the is so screwed. By them. You had something on a book burning. Yeah, Bruce, you mentioned it there, GP. You had something on a book burning. So what, what's actually going on? Are they, are they actually like physically doing that and they're putting it up on social yeah. media? Is that, is that how it's working? Yeah, there's TikTok videos of, of users burning books uh, like the Harry Potter books and whatnot. Um, yeah, there's a pile of them literally burning. And you know something? Honestly, I, I, I get the, the idea of book burning and, and we've seen that in the past and it's been bad when it was done by a government. But in this case, it's a it's a citizen that's going out and purchasing the books and then choosing to burn them. You know something? If I'm an author and you choose to buy my book and then burn it, I do not care. <laughs> I'm going to get my royalty check either way. It's like those uh, th- those idiots that were out there at the um, the initial stages of the iPad release back in the day. It's like these kids waited in line for I don't know, it was like three days or something. I, I remember this. They waited in line for like three days. They pulled their money together. I think it was like four ninety nine is what the base model iPad cost at the time. And they went in there. They bought the thing for 500 bucks. They went straight out 
of the store onto the sidewalk in front of it and smashed it with baseball bats. Like, why, why would you do that? You just paid 500 bucks or something. You've already paid the company. Like, they've already gotten your money. So what have you proved other than getting yourself famous on YouTube for five minutes for um, smashing an iPad? So same thing again here. People go out, they spend the money. She gets the royalties anyway. And so they've already got her or she's already got their money. And then they go out and burn the books for what? A political statement? Which That's to be more or fair. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I, the um, the thugs in the streets, it's only a matter of time till they start torching libraries. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, they already kind of do that anyway, uh, digitally. Some books have been removed from digital markets because whatever they don't they don't they don't fit the the political narrative uh, because of Harry Potter books being so popular they can't actually you know digitally burn the books in, in this case uh, but if it were you know an upstart book that people like just as much as Harry Potter but they don't have the the cult following it could be easy to to ban those books delete them burn them whatever especially if it's a historical book we're seeing that problem now with things like uh, New York Times uh, uh, 1619 project, for example, that whole process is completely rewriting history or attempting to rewrite history. Uh, and we've seen the president come against those recently with uh, executive orders. Isn't that thing banned yet, by the way, which Trump is just now he's yeah. he's it is banned. They like they've officially he, banned. he did the executive order to um, do away with the 1619 uh, project. Uh, they're looking at. Uh, trying to replace it uh, with the new project, like the 1776 or something. I don't know. He's creating something on the similar lines, but it's going to be based on history. It's going to be based on facts that actually happened and not this nonsensical saying that America's founded on slavery. We're all white supremacists and all this kind of stuff, or fascists or whatever they're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's um, it, it's about time because they're in the process of teaching people false history. It's it's a joke. It's a damn joke. We don't need to be going down that road of cultural suicide at 110 miles an hour, which is what we're doing. So you, you got to put the brakes on it somehow. And and if the states won't do it, then I mean, you know, you, you can't. This is why. This is why I said, you know, it, it's it's one of those things because you do need some type of a uh, some type of a check. You know, back in the fifties and and back in the fifties and sixties, there was something called um, the House Committee on Un-American Activities, and and it was mainly it was designed to target subversive uh, subversive groups and mainly communists coming out of the Soviet Union uh, to try and undermine our uh, our systems. And you know, maybe, maybe we can get into some of that later on this afternoon, but because I'm sure that stuff we're going to talk about today, uh, we're going to be we're going to be discussing possibly some of that stuff. But GP, you're getting ready to take a uh, a little adventure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Hopefully, yeah. They don't well, keep me Canada, locked in. Canada and Mexico are extending their restrictions on U.S. visitors, so you're not going to mm-hmm. be allowed to get into either one of those countries. So, what does someone do if they're out hiking in one of these areas in either the north or the south? What does someone do? How do you avoid that? If you get if you get out to an area where this is, say, like the last leg of your journey. If you're mm-hmm. on one of these long treks, like you're talking about doing at some point, if you're on one of these long treks, you get that close to the end of it and you're stopped by something like this with this COVID nonsense. What are you supposed to do? Oh, I wouldn't say COVID nonsense, but it's the law of the land. Um, hopefully, if you're trying to complete, like, say, a through hike or something, that they will allow, you know, the understanding that, you know, you couldn't make that extra few feet um, and you're able to complete that. Um, but remember, it's a journey. The journey is the most important part of it. I mean, that is that's the whole thing. I mean, if it's just uh, getting from point A to point B, that's pretty shallow. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, what do you do? 
it's pretty harsh when you're not able to cross that that border. It's pretty harsh. But I don't know if they're not let. They may be allowing you to go just that little portion. Who knows? We don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't heard anybody. Well, I got another month before anybody really gets to that point yet. So the first group of people getting up there. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. no, about another week. I take that back. It's a week. Another week. Yes, the the first to complete. It's in a week. It's the nineteenth, right? Uh, all day. Yeah, yeah, in a week. It's be awesome. This is an interesting question because they're not allowing uh, tourists in in certain places, and that, I mean, this is not just the U.S. that's doing this. I mean, many other countries are doing this. China's doing this. Thailand, parts of Central and South America, Africa, the Middle East. You know, all this, uh, and tourists can't get in one way or the other. So, what allows this to go back to normal? Is it this vaccine garbage? And I say garbage because that's what it is. They're rushing it. And you've got the likes of uh, Gates now coming out talking about how it's, oh, no, we can't we can't trust the FDA. Well, well, a couple of months ago, you were talking about how the FDA was completely credible. And now all of a sudden it's not. I mean, Fauci has said that um, even after the vaccine comes out and let's say it's effective or 70 or 80 percent effective, you won't be able to go back to normal for a year after the vaccine comes out. So you're looking at 2022. Oh, dear gosh, that'd be devastating. 2022. And then you were saying something about there's a uh, there's a uh, contracting company that's got a solution now or a possible solution, you say? Yeah. So a a possible solution actually um, funded by DARPA um, is a biochip they're they're calling it. And basically, this chip will detect COVID-19 in your system. And, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, that's great. Right. That, that'll that'll get us back to back to oh, business. Sure. Uh, sure. What could go wrong with something yeah. like that? What could go wrong with something like that? Now, keep in mind, this biochip is is not a from from what I'm understanding on this. This is not like a computer chip. This is literally reprogrammed DNA that that's or in this case, RNA. And they're they're wanting to implant this in, into you. That's not a problem at all. Right. You You don't want any kind of. No, I can't. I, no, I, mm-hmm. I can't see how that would that would be a problem or anything, which we heard suggestions out of of all people. The Federal Reserve Bank chairman, one of them talking uh, months ago about how we needed massive testing and we just need to give everybody a little badge and say, oh, this is you know, you've been tested. Everything's fine. Just like you, would, you know, get a simple sticker for voting or something, you know, how, how they just compare it to something like that. And that was the easiest way out of this. Well, it's funny how this comes along now, isn't it? Hmm. Well, the CDC, they've reversed their uh, they've reversed one of their decisions again. You know, I, I love these people have more flip flops in their closet than Al Gore at his Malibu home. It's ridiculous. The CDC reverses a controversial coronavirus guidance that said people without symptoms may not need a test. You, so you guys remember that they came out a while ago and they said, yeah, if you don't have symptoms, yeah, you don't need a test. Right. You remember that decision that was made. Right. Okay. Well, now they've reversed it. As of yesterday, they reversed the uh, the testing guidance. And they've now said that the new guidance will be for people without symptoms who have been in close contact with an infected person now need a test. So you don't need a test. You need a test. No masks don't work. Oh, yes. Now, now we know that they work. We have rock solid evidence that they do. No, you don't need a vaccine. It's it's highly unlikely that it'll even work. Well, yes, this is your only saving grace is a vaccine. Wait a minute. A mask is going to be better than a vaccine. Is there any definitive answer with these people? How, like how how do you gain any trust in 
in an institution that does this. It's it's just jumping all over the place. How, how are you expected to gain any kind of trust with any of them? I mean, which I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them at all. Uh, and what's his name? Redfield up there. I mean, if I were Trump, I'd have this guy out on his can by six. I, I wouldn't keep this guy around. No way. No way would I keep this guy around. But Fauci's now been sidelined. He's kind of off somewhere else. He gives an interview every now and again. Now this guy seems to be taking a more prominent role. Uh, I, honestly, I, I don't know where to go. With. I, I think they all should be fired, uh, in my opinion. But you can't do it because of the politics, the mm-hmm. the imagery of it in the middle of a pandemic, quote unquote, which isn't a pandemic anymore, by the way. The CDC has actually said it's not even an epidemic anymore. Uh, Did they take so, it off the list? I don't know that it's officially been taken off the list because of the politics surrounding it, but uh, they've said it's no longer it's no longer um, of concern, really. But yet they're saying that you can't go back to work until there's a vaccine. So, GP, do you think people that are asymptomatic need tests? <laughs> well, how are you going to know that they're asymptomatic? Well, they have no symptoms. They have no. Symptoms. So clearly they're asymptomatic. Well, what I'm saying is, how did you know if they even have it or not? An asymptomatic and a person that's never had it are exact are identical until you do a test to determine whether they were an asymptomatic or just never got it. Well, that's that's why we have to do the tests, because what if what if they're asymptomatic and they have it? They're, they're spreading it to other people unknowingly for a few days. Yes. For a few days, they're contagious. Yeah, absolutely. But we've also had Fauci say, I'm not symptomatic, so I don't need a test. Yes. Basically, I think Fauci is saying is I've already had it. The way he's talking, the way I've watched some of his the play around in words is he's saying he had it. He's good to go. He did. He was an asymptomatic person, so he doesn't need to do a public test that'll tell everyone, oh, yeah, I had it. I'm fine. I, I, I didn't even know I had it, by the way. And that continues on because that doesn't fit a narrative. I remember. What is it? How many people? Ninety one percent or was it 80 something? 80. What is the percentage of people that are that have got it don't even have any symptoms? What was it? Um, depends on what ratio you're going or what statistic you're going by. If you're if you're doing case infection or, you know, like oh. how many infections we know about, uh, that number is like 40 or 50 percent. But if you're going by the tests they've done with antibodies, they're showing that it's 22 times more people are infected. According to the studies, there's been 68 million Americans that have been infected with this virus. Oh, I believe it. And the majority of those are asymptomatic. So, yes. I mean, I mean how, are you gonna, how are you going to get everybody to stay calm or stay indoors and everything else if you're saying, yeah, nine, 91% of everybody that gets it, nothing happens. Well, and the other thing is, is the virus is weakened uh, unless the, the test and data and whatnot that has come out because we've done more testing, you know, and found that the virus is weak to begin with. But it's because it's the, the fatality rate is lower. The hospitalization rate is lower. Um, ER visits for influenza. All right. So any influenza symptom, not just, you know, they're not saying this is just COVID-19. This is influenza period, which are similar symptoms. Uh are down to the same levels that it was last year before the virus was even identified. Uh, ER visits right now for influenza is 1.6%, 1.6% nationally. Mm-hmm. And we're still supposed to lock down again. Businesses can't open fully. And yet all these states that, the places we've seen that have not locked down, that have not done the mass mandates, they have no problems at all. They're on the down curve. They are like, lower than we are currently look with infection rates exactly as one of the points and look at some of the states iowa i think it's iowa is supposed to be like the hotbed of the world right now it's like the, the hottest point in the world and the worst point they have like 
a thousand infections or something like that. It is it is minuscule. Well, look at San but Francisco. San Francisco's locked down. They they've been locked down. They since March they've had seventy seven deaths since March, and they're still locked down for what? Because it's not about a virus. It, it, it's not about a virus. That, that's that's what it is. It's about. It's about wrecking everything. They have to stomp the economy down. It's got to coll- everything has to collapse. Like that's that's what they're in the process of doing now. They're using COVID as the leverage point to implement that collapse. They need the economy to collapse. The Great Reset. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Twenty one. All right, uh, GP, you were in the army, yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought this was rather interesting, and I, and I thought I would bring this up with you since uh, since you're here this morning. Uh, the army is pivoting to a kinder, gentler start to basic training. They're dialing it back because uh, I, I don't know. Um, kids don't like being shouted at or or something of that nature. And, and so they're um, they're cutting back on terrifying the recruits and yelling commands and ordering trainees to perform pushups and other exercises. So um, <laughs> how, how do we how do we adapt to this? Like we're we're turning the the um, we're turning the basic training system into a safe space. That's that's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Okay, you know I'm not into about these conspiracies, but now it's getting even weirder. Think about this: Why is the military now saying that they're going to a kinder, gentler, so they can get more people in military? So if, like, say some catastrophe happened, like California dropped into the ocean and there was he upheavals across the globe because of the tsunami, um, you would need a military force. But <laughs> okay, I don't know. This it's kind of weird that you kind of took me aback by saying it's kinder, gentler military. Because the let's go on to let's start from this point. Uh, the kinder, gentler military that is ridiculous. I mean, it was they already they already softened it up from when I was in to the point of having timeout cards. I mean, I'm sorry, timeout cards. You know, timeout. Well, uh, well, you know, uh, well, self awareness day cards. You know, sad. Um, well, what it is is if you're having a rough day and things are far too difficult, you give your drill this card and you get the half day off of reflection, self-reflection and, and calm down. And that's ridiculous because I can't remember any time in combat where we were able to throw a card up in the air and say time out ever when you've got people do They're out there to literally take your life, literally. And you can you tap your hands and say time out. I need a freaking day off, half day off. Or you're in a bad situation with your fellow your fellow soldiers, and you got one guy going. You know, I know we've got to go over and get to this point, and um, but uh, I'm having a little rough. So can we um, can we just do this later? You know, things like that did happen in Vietnam. You know what happened to those people? It's amazing how many friendly casualties there were, and that's what it's going to be promoting in time of combat because you're going to get those people that are extraordinarily serious about taking care of what they have to take care of. And then you've got all these little snowflakes, snowflakes. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, snowflakes that are going to make it difficult to accomplish that mission. How dare they? They're going to put other people's lives at risk by allowing people that are not fit for the military. Part of this whole program is to, to weed out those that can't do the job. If you cannot perform these basic functions, you're the military is not for you. Could you imagine, just just suppose, let's just take this out of fantasy land, China lands troops across the western coast. We have to defend. Now, can you imagine little Henry Snowflake, who has never been yelled at, coddled his whole life, told, hey, 
You need to hold this point and expect him to. I need you to kill the enemy before he kills you. Because I'll tell you what, the enemy does not, they don't take flowers. They don't go, oh my gosh, I am I am so converted by your kindness that I am not going to shoot you. Doesn't work that way. Especially when you're dealing with cultures that have no value of human life. Because those soldiers are even on another level. When you have soldiers that are willing to die for their God, I will tell you right now, those are the scariest soldiers on the planet. Because they believe, and it's, you know, it's each each their own, that they're going to go to a better place if they die. So it doesn't matter if they die in combat. So they'll go that extra mile to make sure you actually go to see your maker before they do. It's it's uh, I, I it, it disturbs me that they're allowing this coddling in a service that these people can't. You don't coddle. You train, you prepare, and you get your job done. These coddling kids can't do that. They won't do that. How would you like it? How many, a hundred of these little... Little Henry Snowflakes are out there going, but I don't want to. And they and they're the defense between women and children. These people are to protect women and children. And we know what happens in combat. Women and children are taken down consistently on ground attacks. It's just a wave. It's just a wave. And it's it's an inevitable wave. And if you can stop that wave and break it from happening, you get to save a lot of lives. But do you think these little Henry Snowflakes are going to be able to stop that? No, no. I, I don't know. That it's sorry, Johnny. Just little things like that get my goat. This yeah, is right. why I wanted to talk to you about it because I know it's very near and dear to you. Because I, I know that you take everything that happens in the service very seriously and the way that people behave, their patriotism and all of that. I, I understand. And this is precisely why I wanted you to lay out your opinion on it. But Bruce, go ahead. I'm sorry. So can I be a little bit conspiratorial here? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh we're we're familiar with the color revolutions, yes. One of the one of the things they need with the color revolution is the control of the military. Now, what happens if you lessen the requirements for military and allow those snowflakes to get in? Most of the snowflakes are pretty left leaning. Yeah. So what happens if you get more snowflakes in there under under your command? And then when they give you orders to, I don't know, go in and confiscate guns from, you know, uh, Second Amendment people or, or what have you, they'd be more willing to do it because it fits their narrative, their beliefs. Right. So I don't know, man, it. It, it seems sketch when we're seeing the processes that they've used in the past in other other countries, like the um, some of the organizations for George Soros. Um, there's some other um, USID or excuse me, USAID um, organizations. So literally our government that has gone in and caused, shall we say, springs like the Arab Spring, for example, that was triggered by our policies. Um, society. Civil Society 2.0. George Soros backed um, government policy. We're, we're seeing those same things happen here. The riots we're seeing, um, the the destruction of law enforcement or, or trying to at least subjugate them. Um, same thing with military media. Um, you have to have some kind of bad guy, Trump, bad guy, orange man, bad. He's a fascist, so on and so forth. They have all the things in place they need. And uh, we're, we're just seeing more things that, that seem fishy. Shall we say? Well, they have to. If you're a if you're a foreign power that's trying to collapse a country, you have to have their military stand down. And whether that's done immediate, like in an immediate sense, or if it's done over time, anything that you can do to soften that up over the course of time will uh, will also serve to that end as well. 
So I think that that's uh, that's just another step. And as you said, GP, this is something that's it's been a slow progression. You've been watching this for a long time, and this is just another step in that in that progressive mentality. And it fits that term as well, doesn't it? it fits progress, yeah, progressive. No, so, yeah, progressive. Yeah, but unfortunately, we are out of time this morning, uh, so we are going to have to end. So thank you both for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.